0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, co-host and producer Doug here. Yet another exclusive convention episode. We recap NDK, or non 2016, and then that is followed by the Q&A with Chris Bevins, director, creator, voice actor, phenomenal human being, and a really good friend of one of our favorite guests from last year, Talus and Jaffe. So, hope you enjoy.
1: Live from
2: NBC. It's no applause, just the clap after a long weekend of con. I think we're all a little tired.
0: And you're gonna have to yell. Why? <clears throat>
2: no.
1: No. I still, I still like. Welcome to WCLP. The clap.
0: <laughs> It'll be like WCLP. What I said. That's what he oh. said. Literally. The clap. Putting it in your ear.
2: So we were recording from the lobby lounge bar.
1: That's the mix. Uh, we're <laughs> <at home. laughs>
2: Perfect. Well, there's gonna be some auditory. They just emptied our.
0: Em- they just like threw away our empties. Uh, so we're from uh, Mix 16, I believe. Is I that what it's mix, Mixed. Or a 16 mix? No, it's mix uh, 16. Mixed. It's just Mixed? No, the the.
2: No, it says a little 16. That's part of the martini glass.
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: Okay. There's a sign on the door that says mix. So.
2: The bar Epic at the Sheridan Marriott downtown. Or
0: Sheridan Hotel downtown. So we just got done with NDK. Holy shit. It, it was, was fun.
2: It was an experience. We did better than last year. Definitely
0: uh, did better we than did. year. Uh, we weren't as frenzied and...
2: We learned a few things. Learned a few things. I.e. Always do all the research on your interview schedule the first day in case one of you oversleeps and have to send pictures of the notes to someone else. And
0: steal multiple pads of paper and pens.
2: Actually, that was interesting. You laughed at me when I did that.
0: And I was wrong. But it totally worked out. I was wrong.
2: I was going to say, when we did the press setup, I stole like... We
0: recorded him saying he was wrong. Holy shit.
2: Yeah, when they did the press setup, I stole like three or four pads of paper and some pens and just stuck them in my purse and they ended up becoming really useful. I
1: bet.
0: Uh, eventually, when you had to, like, text me the, uh, notes you had. So, uh, I'm sorry, Lauren Landra, uh, Landa, um, yeah, Landa. Landa, Landa. You you're gonna the, insult uh, her, at least a name You did the, right. uh, hot box trick, um, and just killed us she on Put time. us in a
1: car and got a stone? <laughs>
2: That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> like, she wore wool that, underwear in the summertime?
1: That was a lot more pleasant. leather I mean.
2: pants.
0: Oh. I said, oh, I said hot. You said hot box. I said, <laughs> I meant hot box trick.
1: You mean hat trick. Yeah. You just box.
0: said hot box again. Dead. Shit. You are so cut off.
1: Are you driving home? Nope. Yeah, okay, good.
2: Yeah, so we got The hat trick of rejection Well, not only Not only was it the
1: third <laughs> the time Not only was it the third time in a row We've gotten cancelled With an interview with her It's twice in the same conference Because we got cancelled mm. yesterday And then we got cancelled again today With the makeup reschedule From yesterday You
2: know, good on our other interview That cancelled us yesterday They made time to reschedule with they us did, Even yeah. if it was late yeah, on yeah. a yeah. Sunday And he was awesome Yeah, oh, he, he was great awesome. awesome.
1: Oh, and with us is Annie
2: Hi, oh. I'm the intern
1: and, and our official intern and Deb, who's been gone for a long time, is back.
2: We'll see for how often. We'll have to see if you can tell us apart. Uh oh. Yeah. I can. What? That's because you're sitting right. Who's here. Who's actually talking? <laughs> you know why? It's because I say the nice things and she says the mean things. I wouldn't that go that far grim. at all. That's
0: no, I'm so no. so wrong. Uh, uh.
1: Unless your name is Doug, in which case you both say mean things. things. Oh, That's true. I'm Doug.
2: I'm Doug. I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Our favorite uh, callback joke. I'm
0: duck. I'm wrong. I'm duck. I'm wrong. Right. So, uh, NDK, uh, it's been a great conference. Uh, been a great uh... conference.
2: Yeah, just keep repeating conference.
0: What was? Convention.
2: We had, we had good panels. We had good group interviews. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say we didn't get to do any singles.
0: Did we not? Uh, no, we have uh, Chris Bevins.
2: No, we had another. I was going to say we had another group
0: in there with us for that. Oh.
2: Yeah, we didn't get to do any single interviews, but the two groups that we kept getting stuck with from the round tables were really good, polite groups. Yeah. And oh, they're great. Worked out just fine. And
0: we're going to pimp them later on.
2: I have a feeling you should not have drank that giant pink shot she gave you because you're already getting a little blurry.
0: Wait. Well, she was... Really we're celebrating the fact that uh, You're leaving? My card <laughs> 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 My card got blocked for some reason uh, <laughs> You're
2: also starting to get loud And we
1: are in a hotel Yeah. Well we can be a little louder than uh, We're in a hotel bar so we don't We, yeah. we can be loud yeah, just I just don't
2: need yelling
1: Doug Oh no 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 I'm with you on that
0: We fell through a window <laughs> What? It's Big Hero, Big Hero Six. 6 Oh yeah <laughs>
1: Okay. Harry,
2: baby. Harry, baby. All right,
1: Deb. So,
0: Harry, you, you, baby. So,
2: the Chris Evans panel. Yes. He is a dear friend of Talison Jaffe, and it was just as delightful talking to him as it was talking to Talison. Yes, it was. And he is all about us and the alcohol and the combined two loves of storytelling and cartoons and comics and alcohol. It's all about
1: that.
0: Well, that's good? Uh, walked, the
2: the man nuts. walked in holding a gin and tonic with an untied bow
1: tie on. <laughs> Best Doctor Who ever.
0: I'll kill you. <laughs> um, I would say one of mine was uh, Chris Patton. Uh, one of my favorite panels was Chris Patton. Which
2: we could not record, unfortunately.
0: Uh, we recorded it for about 15 minutes until he said we can record it We're anymore. Not
2: releasing that. Yeah. He asked, he asked, us not, asked not, to. not to. We're not or releasing
1: what we recorded, whether he said it up front or not.
0: Let's be respectful The best four minutes uh, the best four words of uh, a panel. Exactly. Come guggling gutter sluts. Come
2: guggling gutter sluts? That's uh, not a new phrase. No,
1: but he used it no, repeatedly in the first like as people are walking in.
0: It was very queen D.
2: So we had a really good Jolly Bosch panel and round table interview. Yes. With, we did record with the, the p- rest of I shining his face. Yeah. The rest of my show. We did record that panel, which is awesome, and I think you videotaped his entrance and put it up. on I YouTube. did. Yeah, I put it on the Instagram. Really oh no, we got
0: that.
1: It's on the Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. The little, when, he, when he finally got his phone to work after I gave him the internet. Yeah, you
0: did.
2: You gave him the gift
1: of the internet. Gift of the internet. It's what I do. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's literally.
0: I <laughs> knew actually. If you give him the gift of the internet.
2: We saw salad fingers almost immediately on arrival, and I knew it was going to be a good weekend.
1: Yeah. So. So, what was your favorite, maybe? Hey.
2: Cosplay? Or no, 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 just, or panel. just
1: panel, or talk, or event.
2: Oh, it's just fun to be here, to see everybody being weird together, so it's not weird anymore. You know, it's kind of like everybody's super, so nobody is. Okay. If everyone's special, and no one is. Yeah, actually, well, the, the best thing is seeing all the people watch and see everybody down here for a taste of Colorado, and not know... React to this? Why... Yeah. There why, are so many people why there's dressed like up. six it's, Sailor Moons on Sixteenth Street Mall? I mean they should be so lucky, but yeah, no, it's I I think that's actually one of my favorite favorite parts. It's just like the people watching is really fun. So we got a lot of really good cosplay pictures now yeah, on did. The Instagram.
1: We did. There were some good uni- There were some good costumes. Um, I'm, I'm
2: sad we didn't get video of Captain America on the Harley.
1: I tried. It did not is, come is out well uh, because it was like nine o'clock at night. Yeah. Nine thirty. That's awesome. Yeah, um, but yeah, he tore around the. Little parking area of the hotel a couple times on his bike, like rather than it was. Well, it was a Harley, that's awesome. You could tell because when he he drove by, well, it was loud, but not only that, it it smelled like burning oil. So, Harley, Harley. Um, I am a little over uh, the Suicide Squad version of Harley, Quinn
2: mostly because I've seen a lot
1: of gut.
0: Well, I mean, we brought that up in a few interviews. There's ways um, to do it well. The over sexualization of Harley. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just um, there's a girl actually. I saw her when I was walking back here from the uh, to sit here and record it for you guys. Uh, there was an original Harley. The only one I saw the whole fucking time. There was
2: actually a really good one working one of the merch booths. Oh, was there? Um, the girls that were doing the 3D printing body. Oh, oh yeah, I saw her. Yeah, the she was awesome. The first day yeah. that they were here, she did a classic, uh, I was gonna say DC nice. animated nice. Harley and the other one was a classic Joker from the animated series. Oh, that'd be great. Thank
1: you. Yeah, nice. Um, I did like, uh,
2: um, by the way, I think we need to revert back to calling her insane clown pussy. Insane clown pussy? Yes. Right. Okay. Um, also, the Suicide Squad Jokers are a little bit annoying
1: too. Yeah, well, because so. the Suicide Squad Joker sucks. So, you so I don't think
2: we're
1: good. Co- cosplaying as yeah, shitty I don't characters makes you shitty. That would be great. You can't, you can't do a good cosplay of a shitty character that everybody hates. Yeah, you, you saw
2: that actually at, at the. I went to the, um, the cosplay contest. Yeah. The cosplay contest, yeah. Yeah, and. When it was a fan favorite, you were set. But if you weren't, it was quiet. Even if, yeah, you know, it was really
1: interesting to watch that. I did see. Um, we were there for a minute. You had gone to sit down. Yeah. Uh, someone cosplayed baby doll. From the metal band. Oh yeah, baby metal. Yeah. Baby, baby metal. metal. Sorry, yeah. not baby doll. Baby, baby metal. metal. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it was two girls and a guy. Oh,
0: you and I talked yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah.
1: And um. the guy's like. It was, it was but the good. guys are like
0: windmilling, like yeah. windmilling. Because his hair, in, his hair was
2: in was in pigtails. what you got to do. I, I was a little sad that we didn't get to see the super awesome Zach Brannigan cosplay again.
1: Oh, that God, was good, God, last year yeah. he
2: walked past with a slurpee in each hand. Cosplay exactly. the Zach crazy. Brannigan? Was, yeah. No, the best one was, was Guy Fieri. I did not realize how much you're slurring. Yeah, you're slurring a lot right now. Okay. Thank, Thank you.
0: you. No, that's the joke of oh, Zach Brannigan. Is it Zach? Zach Zap? Zap. I know, like, Zach because he had the. Because his name was Zach? I have no idea. I, what I, I just
2: remember.
1: What remember him I remember. Walking
2: like, away saying that's why they call me the Valour Fog.
1: What I remember of that cosplay last year was if his uniform had been any shorter. Oh, yeah. Just the tip. I that mean, that's, that's Brannigan.
2: Well, oh, I know. I love the it's gag. It's Brannigan's
0: Law. For against long hard and fast <laughs> I think
1: my favorite panel was uh, was last night's Chris, Chris Patton mm-hmm. he's fucking funny well it's um, why
2: we you missed the Queen D panel with us last year cause
1: it's right. the same kind
2: of thing it's the cosplay horror stories you know what I mean mm-hmm.
1: and it was interesting really Like when he when he first sat down he first started talking I'm like huh maybe this guy's gay whatever I didn't like 10 minutes into his talk i like oh yeah he's gay yeah, like, he right. I, but then he starts talking about like he's got stories about like fucking strippers in porn movie theaters like like, and the way he describes that are chicks is, yes that are chicks stripper, female strippers is because he doesn't care anymore? he said well, the way he explained it later was um yeah for a while he was into girls then he started getting into guys and then he was kind of into both and now he's for the last literally the way he said was for the last five years, I'm all about the D. And uh, he has a very nice boyfriend. Apparently, the, the the general crowd of NDK, which he loves NDK, because, um, again, according to him, um, weird shit doesn't happen to him here.
2: Well, because someone said, asked him, like, what's said, the weirdest thing that's ever happened to Scott McNeil didn't come back for, like, five years because somebody licked him once during an autograph session.
1: So, funny story about Chris Patton. Oh, Along those same lines involving Scott McNeil no
0: and yeah
1: so this guy in one of Scott I'm sorry one of Chris Patton's uh, panels wanted to ask him a question so he said can I come up and ask me a question and he's like uh sure and the guy walked over to the table and like licked him from here to here and he's like now security grabbed him pretty quickly and threw him out but and then Scott sorry Scott, Mc, Scott McNeil was separate. I'm not sure if it was the same conference or not, but this one was Austin, I think he no, said. No, Scott He, he said Scott Camille, through no, threw him out. Yeah, there was a couple. So so back when Chris Patton was dating a girl, uh, they kept...
0: They kept uh, Richard.
1: No, it was a girl. He was dating a girl at the time. I don't remember her name. So I'm just so anyway, trying to fill in pieces of
2: the story. You're getting them all wrong. He was,
1: dating, he was dating a girl at the time that, who also... Oh, Monica Rial. Yeah. Um, he was dating her at the time they were at a conference together um there was a he just said a couple that was being really creepy and then got sort of pushy the impression i was getting was like they were, they were trying getting, to
2: they were a
0: swap is
1: oh. oh. the impression i got i could be very wrong but the impression i got was it was some kind of like you should really come back to our hotel room and let us fuck you both and yeah whatever that was um but it got to the point where it was so creepy that literally Scott McNeil grabbed them both and threw them out of the conference
0: Yeah,
2: that sounds like Scott McNeil. Was he doing a voice? And he would like, like
0: do like Wolverine it was like get out of here Okay, he kind of ruined rooting Wolverine for me because
2: now I hear him doing Wolverine really, in the like, Edinburgh, Alberta, Canada yeah, an like, accent Oh, I see you coming at oh, me. Oh,
0: I'm seeing it. Well, don't you know? <laughs> you need to get out of here.
2: Well, don't you start um,
1: favorite costume? Do you have Salad one? Salad Fingers. Salad Fingers? That, I think it was the,
2: the Jennifer Connelly, David Bowie from The Labyrinth. Those were spot on. Oh, I didn't see oh, that. A, it's on a, it's Oh, it's on yeah, They're, they're awesome. phenomenal. Okay.
1: Doug?
0: Um, I've got to say some Fingers, actually.
2: I was sad I didn't get to see the better Mr. Mises. Oh, actually, yeah, fuck one. off!
0: Like, yeah, better, Mr. Misi with, with the with Kill the Kill Jerry T-shirt. That was with, funny. The,
2: with the yeah,
0: voice. Then he actually did the, the voice. Kill cool Jerry. Like.
1: wow. Okay. <laughs>
2: um, I <missed> can't
1: do.
0: Who is yours, Annie?
2: Um, I think. I think I really like the from and carrot Rolls.
1: Oh, God. Oh,
2: that was fantastic. That was so cool. And, and ham- apparently, she was in the burlesque
1: show. Oh, was she?
2: Yeah, my friend Mark said that she was in the burlesque show, and she was just fantastic. She Why did we
0: not go to the burlesque Oh, because it was, like, right because during we, something else. We that had we something did. else going yeah, on. We had those round
2: tables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right oh, in the yeah. I think I had Robotech at the same yeah, time. You too. Did, yeah. yeah, you were in the Robotech. Uh, now. Yeah, no, no. he said she was in the burlesque show, and it was, like, kind of unsettling, but still, like, really amazing. That'd be really hot to see. Yeah, it was, thing. like, pretty amazing. And then, um, what else? Uh,. I just like seeing the One Punch Man. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I like seeing the One Punch Man with um Sorry. the little um, <laughs> the little. I Oh my flew like away. That's that. like a projectile. Could have bent
1: the... over and gotten that for you. Never mind. Anyway. Yeah.
2: Um. Yeah, the One Punch Man, um, Sayatama, one where he even had the shopping bags every time he goes out to go grocery shopping. That's punchy. He has to man. save the world. Okay. <laughs> So I really liked I really like seeing that. Um, and now Annie and I both have tiny little anime keychains.
1: <coughs> yeah. Oh that's right, I saw you guys admit. But... Yeah.
2: I was gonna say I have think Nagisa. Yeah. And I, I like have... to think of it as the Gisa from fifty percent off, yeah. not Nagisa yeah. from Fru. Yeah. Free. Yeah, his name is Thugisa, get it right. Excuse me. Thugisa. The Gisa.
0: <laughs> and from free, not fru.
2: I'm so glad he finally got to correct me on something. It'll make him feel better He's Um,
0: listening to this later. Yes. Uh, And then uh, I got I have Al
2: I have Almine from uh, from Basketball. And I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm pretty sure that guy gave us like a four dollar discount on both because we were wearing the press passes. Or it could be because I'm so beautiful. That's possible too. No, it's because I wasn't a dick. I think that's probably why.
1: That's because he was like, dude, sisters.
2: Sisters. Doing it for themselves. (laughs) That is not the song I was singing, but sure. I mean, not now, uh, Do you have any final
1: thoughts? You know, I, uh... Well, I didn't get to say my favorite cosplay. Oh, yeah, oh, sorry. sorry. Ryan, um, what was your favorite cosplay? I did like him a lot. Him,
2: him was... A, it, just, it was so accurate. Really it was really amazing. But honestly,
1: after, after all the their cosplays that I saw this weekend, literally just seeing the mad love Harley Quinn made to me top to weekend because she was, I was looking for it. And I saw, like, bits and pieces. Like, I'd see... Is he squad Harley with this giant fucking hammer? It's no. It's not the same. But so yes, I finally got the clown costume.
0: Other with the Arkham, actually.
1: No, because she wasn't wearing all the bustier and stuff. She didn't look all. all... But if
0: she had a fucking like giant hammer, she's like a giant it's hammer. It... She's a giant
2: hammer in a few of
0: the animated.
1: You know, yeah. She was. She was giant hammer.
0: Yeah, in the Mad Arkham escape part. From
2: Merkin. She also had it in the animated series. Not every episode,
1: but a few. Mm-hmm. Alright. Okay, I'm gonna go. Okay. Hold on. Um, almost done. Yeah. So, just as closing comments, uh, and I'm sure we released the panel because I recorded an hour of it. Uh, QA, the Robotech panel. I didn't get to tell you all about it. No. Uh, so, as far as merchandise goes, they've got fuckloads of it. They're coming out with new comics. Mm-hmm. They're about to release the, re-release the old comics, um, apparently they made a license agreement with a company called Titan, mm-hmm. um, that does a bunch of different anime and horror movie type comic books. Okay. Um, they have all kinds of new toys coming out, die cast metal shit, and they've got a bunch of new toy licenses. Um, in the panel, a bunch of guys were like, can we ever have a Cyclone? And, the, and of course, the, the same marketing guy that was there last year, was here. He's was like, do you want a Cyclone? They're like, yes. I will let them know because apparently this company is just like, tell us what the fans want and we'll make it. Um, yeah, that's kind of their deal. As far as the live action movie goes, they uh, they are waiting on a final draft. It's almost done. Of the script. And uh, James James Wan, mm-hmm. the guy that's directing Aquaman, yeah, mm-hmm. is going to direct Robotech live action. Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, which to me, I'm like, well, he's directing Aquaman, so who knows when the fuck that's going to happen. So
0: it been like th- three years well
1: yeah I mean they, they, they won't say anything about cast because they're still no. talking to people um, oh and they're doing a, uh, a charity thing the first one is it's literally the script book with all the original notes in it from the, from the guys that wrote it mm-hmm. um, for episodes 1, 2, and 3 of the original Robotech series okay. um, and they're gonna sell them for like I think it's 50 bucks a piece there's only gonna be 100 of them made um, but, like, you can look through the book and see where it was, like, SDF-1, giant space, what did they call it? Uh, Squid. No. It was, like, giant space cow... Robot. Cow farmers. I, like, there was some weird name in there that, like, didn't make you think space fortress. It was, like, it made you think more, like, Wild West going west kind of thing. And, like, there's scratch-outs scratch in it. And then he says, you know, space fortress. Um, there's where he's renaming Rick Hunter. Like it originally it was like Rick something and he scratches out whatever and it says Hunter on top. Um, and it's signed by the original voice actors. That's nice. So that'll be 50 bucks a piece in the next couple of weeks, is the same. Um or anything else that came out of that? Sony Pictures is going to release the movie. Um, oh, you can stream. All the original Robotech episodes are on Crackle for free. I actually knew that, and they've got uh, they've got
2: something. They've got some bits and pieces up on a few of the other streaming websites. Yeah, Amazon
1: Prime as well. Uh, But on Crackle, they were saying they're in the top ten series of Crackle, and they have been since it got released on Crackle. Doug, stop that. And they're the number one anime. They're the number one anime on Crackle. Period.
2: That's awesome. So. You're doing the weird Louis C.K. stare at somebody for 10 seconds. Move, stare Don't at somebody a else a for dick. 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Move,
1: stare at somebody else for 10 seconds. You're not Louis C.K. No, I'm not. Alright, well, we have from uh, K. We'll be releasing
2: panels
1: soon. Yes. I hate my kids.
0: You uh, guys all made some comedy out of that.
1: And uh, look at our Instagram for all the pictures and video we
3: at the underscore bacn. Uh, just this summer, I uh, had four of my cocktails published in a new cocktail manual and cocktail nice. book. So, yeah, not even the ones I consider my best work, but hey, you know, people like them. It's I actually like.
0: Uh, I was reading a book and they actually mentioned a uh, a cocktail. I looked up in a bartender's. Like dictionary and it doesn't exist and I'm like cool I'm cool. making that <laughs> so now I'm like on a hunt for like fictional drinks there to uh, to make
3: ah right, I'm sorry you're Joe said it again Joe from anime. anime hype I'm Maris also anime hype I'll just continue with that company Greg
0: Greg <laughs> at least my day and continue Jerry <laughs> okay. cool yeah what are you by name
1: uh, I'm not allowed to Batman say it. yeah John like yeah. Cate and nothing else. No, one, um, punch <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. one punch guy or whatever. He's naked when he does
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <In> the cape. He'll be just the
1: cape. I was just the cape. I was an alcoholic and I was
2: like, oh, you just got, kept talking about this. And <laughs> <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> the joke won't even be a joke. <laughs> but, like, so we started our, our podcast in our media company because I called him up one night, half tossed. <laughs> whining that my then-boyfriend wouldn't watch Zoolander <laughs> And we got into a 25-minute argument-slash-conversation about Firewall with me and David O8. Oh, nice.
3: <laughs> you know, I can't wait for season two. I, I go, go to three, a, um, season three, yeah. yeah, I go to a, uh, an anime con in Galveston, Texas every holiday, Halloween weekend, because Halloween is my birthday. So they're like, they, it's a Halloween theme con, they want me there every year. I'm like, great, you bring my girlfriend and my best friends out, it's going to be a party, we'll be. I'll be there. And uh, this year, I was uh, talking to some of the other, there's about six or seven of us who are kind of standing guests every year. And uh, I uh, I talk, told all of them, that like, we should all be different David Bowies for Halloween this year. But then Prince died. I was like, oh, okay, all be different Bowies and Princes. I don't know if you
2: guys saw them, but there is a spot on Goblin King and
3: Jennifer Connelly. Nice, I have not yet. Around. Ooh, I'll be looking called? out. Um, yeah, because I thought, in fact, I, I was thinking about doing firewalk with me, but it would have been my choice. Yeah.
0: How would you pull off, like, being all staticky?
3: Yeah, I know, right? I just, like, I would just not show up for my panels.
0: And then just show up and go, it's not him, and then yeah. Yeah. leave. We'd have video footage of yeah, me yeah.
3: in the panel room, but not during the panel.
0: <laughs> you know, it's actually funny you bring up drinking in panels because we didn't do, I, that. I didn't do my due diligence on this one. Shut up. And, um, we were going to try to do our own hosted panel. The um, uh presents like NDK After Dark mm-hmm. on at least Friday and Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. I'm just like watching voice
2: actors get drunk in And, interact and with we each were going to invite and try to
0: coordinate the, the guest of honor and say mm-hmm. like, what kind of booze do you like? It will be there waiting for you, <laughs> and do a drink during like you know every every question that you answer. You know,
3: Chris Patton has a whole panel that's just yeah. Chris shares too much. <laughs> you know, right, yeah, we'll be there and, which is pretty much just Chris opens his mouth. I'm pretty sure. You know, <laughs> so you're back next year. Yeah, Jim. There we go. you're on, on next, the list, right? I know. Year. Yeah. I'm trying to sample as many uh, local IPAs while I'm here, too, because <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I, I, know, like, be your I like the hoppy. Oh, I know. But, so see, well, yeah, but see, if we get Odell's good. in Dallas, and we get, you know, of course, we get all the Oscar Blues and, and uh, Great Defied and Left Hand. Check out the Ska um, yeah, Brewery. Yeah, love the Ska stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Like their new Modus Mandarina. Oh, that was so delicious. We can start, like, officially with, like, non-booze questions. <laughs> we can start with non-booze questions now.
2: I don't want to do shop talk
0: until we start in. No, it's <laughs> fine. I like that shop talk with drinking. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I probably was <laughs> here. Totally has in common. Uh, so we actually had
2: the great pleasure last year of interviewing Talisson Jaffe. Oh God, I'm so sorry. No, was, <laughs> he was
3: delightful. He's one of my when I said it when I said that uh, they have to bring my best friend out to that convention. That's Talison Yeah, I guess, but, <laughs> No,
2: he, he was delightful. Um, I know you guys both work doing adaptation of scripts.
3: Mm-hmm. Is it more of a collaborative process? No. Well, when we work together, like we try to find, like in general, but yeah, um, like we, but we do. He and I try to find different ways to work together. You know, we've directed a show together. I've written for a game that he directed uh he's done some directing for me on shows and like so it's all, always a different kind of collaboration he was the head writer on Romeo and Juliet that I produced but when we're doing an after script, it's very much a lonely process you're in a room talking to yourself you know you're because you, if you're not saying the lines out loud you can't know that an actor can say them out loud so yeah sitting uh it's sitting in a room saying the line over and over rewind say the line rewind, say the line, dang it, I need to add another word, say the line with another word in there. Uh, nope, now it's too long, I need a shorter word, you know, and it's just, it's a very lonely, tedious process of adapting scripts. Watching the flaps? Yeah. Counting flaps, and uh, lots of rewinding and watching again, and lots of talking to yourself. Did you
2: ever have a project that just frustrated you so thoroughly, you had to walk away from
3: it for a little bit? <sighs> wow. Actors. <laughs> I won't name names, but yes. Uh, I, I yeah uh but t- as for a, as for an actual project um yeah i wouldn't say like walk away because the deadlines don't allow for it <laughs> you know like get it done now uh get it turned in but i have struggled I just, with like, shows can, like, like rage quit for 10 minutes and then yeah, oh yeah like oh yeah i found uh on shows especially there's a show um based on video game that i worked on with Talison called sengoku Basara. And that show is all over the place. It's all historical, like, you know, ostensibly historical samurai, but many of them have very modern, you know, anachronistic characteristics and uh, language, and they all of the characters speak very differently. Some speak very, very classic, traditional, old-school uh, samurai Japanese. Some speak very modern Japanese, and some speak in between. So when I would get stuck on a character, I would just stop, and I would like, Date is fun to write. I'm going to go write more Date, you know. So I'll like, and Work through the Date stuff, then go back to this one character who's given me a giant pain in the butt. You know, find it. It's like, I'm going to write all the fancy characters together right now and skip around the script and write all the fancy characters because I'm in that frame of mind. And then I'm going to go back and write all the snarky characters. and all that. It's not true. I always write the snarky characters first. <laughs> it's the easiest for me. <laughs> um, so speaking of, like, um, when we were talking about our... Danganronpa uh, mm-hmm. for like video games turned to anime. Do you find those easier to work with than just straight up anime you're working on from Japan? <sighs> no, actually. Um, I think that anything that's got another version is way harder because you've already got a built in fan base to try and appease, and um, I, you know, that's and that's hard because when I look at something like Danganronpa, uh, and you look at it and. and, and um, you know, I was. it was in a position at the beginning of Danganronpa where I was not really allowed to use a lot of the video game cast. It was just not in the budget, in the cards for how our uh, deadlines were working at the time. Uh, but then, of course, something happened, and that show kind of got put on hold. Got like After we'd recorded it, stuff above my pay grade wasn't worked out yet. So it kind of sat on a shelf for a year and a half. And during that year and a half, the game became a huge, huge phenomenon. Cult classic, you know, cult, cult uh, hit. And... Uh, it, uh, like Junko and Oshima became like the Harley Quinn of anime cosplay, and it was amazing. Um, But uh, the, like I see as many Junkos at anime cons as I see Harley Quinns at comic cons, it's great. Um, But because of that, because you've got this other audience built in, you're never going to be able to make everyone happy, you know, and to me, I make, I make my shows Kind of for me. I don't, you know. I try not to be beholden to the hardcore anime fan. I don't. It sounds callous, but I don't make anime for anime fans. I try to make good television, you know, yeah. and that's that means it means it has to be entertaining to everybody and accessible to everybody, not just the hardcore fan. Um, and uh, when you're given an opportunity to do something, you've got to do something with a different cast. You've got to make this work, and it's not. It's already you already know you're going to be upsetting a built-in fan base. You've got to find a way to work, and make it work and make it work in your mind so that it's, uh, you know, uh, something you want to get up and do in the morning. And uh, I think kind of the way I look at Danganronpa – the animation versus the video games is that they're very, very, very closely related parallel universes where all of the same things happen but some of the people sound different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, what I'm going with. Uh, and speaking on that game, sorry to interrupt real oh, a quick question, which, which one did you voice first? Was it the anime or the video game? Uh, the, we recorded, the, the video game was recorded. Then the anime was recorded. Then the video game was released. Then the anime was released, so we recorded the anime in this window between the time that the cast had recorded and mostly been announced, but before the game had really gotten out there into the public hands. Uh, so we didn't know what a cultural phenomenon it was going to be. You know, we didn't know what a huge you know um, hit it was going to be. Um, and I think if they did have an inkling, they would have gone out of their way to try and, and, and uh, you know, maybe work with some of the original video game cast. So now that I've got to direct two episodes a week of the new season, uh, the only way that two episodes a week can possibly get recorded is to really open up our cast list. And uh, that meant, you know, getting in touch with the, um, the Danganronpa video game cast that I knew how to get in touch with and say, would you like to come back and reprise your roles and have that be recording in LA? Uh, While I'm recording the Texas characters in Texas and then we match those marry those things up and hope that those conversations sound like you know cohesive conversations Uh, And Christian Lamont who is my director out there co-director out there uh, Came recommended to me highly by Patrick Seitz and Talison Jaffe. So like two people I intimately trust with uh, The process and Christian's been knocking out of the park. He's been doing great great work for me So I'm really really excited to see it come together like that did you jump after the anime as soon as you were done with the game? You're like, okay, I want to direct the anime now. Well, I've actually, I had nothing to do with the game. Oh,
0: okay. I really didn't work on the well, game
3: at all. So, um, you know, I only only knew of the game because it came before, you know, and it was it was a thing that existed that the show was being based on. So, um, yeah, because I wasn't even, I didn't have any interaction with the the game cast directly in the beginning at all, um, other than the people that I actually just knew, you know. Yeah. Um, I actually became good friends with KG Tang, who plays the role I, I gave myself. <laughs> he plays in, he plays hero in the uh, in the games, and I play him in the anime. Uh, and uh, when I met him a few months later, I'm like, hey, dude, so um, about this thing, Dang Rampa. He's like, eh, ah, whatever, business. You know, like we're in Texas, let's go eat meat. You know, I'm like, great, let's go eat meat. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and we've you know been really good buddies ever since. Uh, so he definitely was one of the people I wanted to call when I had an opportunity to expand the cast even more. Like, well, I'm sorry. I'm the anime Hagakure. That's you know, it's yeah. just I'm I'm keeping the anime cast that we've got. But when new characters from the games are starting to be introduced into the anime world, I'm gonna try to bring in some of that video like game, video game cast characters. that I can. The future arc, and, but we've got these future arc characters who are all brand new. Yeah. So I'm like, well, maybe some of these people from the original Danganronpa game can come in and voice. The new characters since they're not going to be voicing their characters in you know in the animation let I me mean, give them new characters so i basically the way i justified KG's character is if i was casting everything from scratch and i had all of the texas cast and all of the uh you know la cast at my disposal from the very beginning and i knew who every single character in the danganronpa universe was from the very beginning he would have played Hagakure and i would have played Kizakure. kizakura kizakura uh, like, basically, I gave him the role that I would have been, and so I'm playing, like, the anime version, extreme anime version of KG, and he's playing extreme anime version of me. Because, I mean, I'm pretty sure kizakura has got a gin and tonic, you know, most of the time. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, he, he, like, there, there are characters, like, extreme, over-the-top character trait, you know, uh, caricatures, uh, I think, that we have in common with our characters, and that was kind of the fun thing. And then with Erin, because she played, um, one of the roles she played in the game was Show uh, Genocider Show Genocider Jack Gen- In the yeah, game uh, But Fukawa And and you know She shared that role With uh, Amanda Miller uh, When I had a chance To bring in I uh, bring her and brought her in As Seiko In the new character Another crazy Psycho character I wanted Seiko The Psycho Wink wink That she used to be Show or Jack You know uh, and then when you get Seiko's backstory, I'm like, well, we've got Seiko as a little girl. Why not let them share the role again? And so yeah. I brought in Amanda Miller to play the young Seiko, which I don't think that's even publicly announced yet. That'll be next week's episode. So, <laughs> spoiler! So since you have two episodes <laughs> a week, what kind of
1: bad habits
3: is that giving you with your production process? Oh, there's no time for bad habits. There's none. <laughs> it's get it done or don't. <laughs> Um, it's. I mean, it's honestly. I love the broadcast dub process. A lot of it's. It's been. It's. This kind of. The, you know. Going to be. It seems like the new normal for us. Or it has been, especially for the past year, year and a half. And um, I was very daunted, very scared by the idea of not having this safety net of knowing what's going to happen at the end, or um, you know, knowing who new characters are going to be like. What if I cast this person here, but six weeks from now, there's a character that only they could have played, and now I'm stuck. I gotta find somebody else because they would have been much better for this one. Maybe I could have found you know, ticket in the number two for this person. And you know, it's like so. It's that putting those puzzle pieces together without having the picture on the box. But I guess is the best way like to describe a it. Of like, yeah, it'll work out it's exactly. Fine. It has to. Yeah, and it is. It's and it's it it's shockingly freeing because I'm. I, ask any actor who's worked with me. I'm. Very meticulous, very specific about what I want, um, I, and I always know what I want. Um, usually know what come back I want. And be
2: like, yeah, I'm fine with this. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be, but it's okay.
3: Yeah, no, and I love that. I mean, I always have a, I always have reads in mind. I always have a, a thought in mind for how a character should be portrayed or who should even play a character. And I love being surprised. You know, I love bringing in an actor. You know, and that's why I work with really good actors when I can. Is that. They bring something to the table that I would not necessarily have thought of, and I and I love that, and it helps too, especially when you're flying by the seat of your pants like this. Is like, oh, great, that's awesome. I never would have thought of that. Moving on, getting it done. Um, but I do love this. Uh, I, I love the fact that I'm I get to turn in episodes on time all the time. You know, the bosses love that I'm not late with stuff anymore, <laughs> um, and it. Uh, and then that meticulous you know, very specific nature means that I will spend as much time as I possibly can. Until you pry that out of my hands, I'm going to keep, you know, chipping away at getting something beautiful on that.
2: you don't wake up in the middle of the night screaming an idea for something you turned in the day before?
3: Uh, probably. Yeah, I probably do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, you know, you got to let it go. It's so working under a deadline, you know, because uh, I can't keep painting the painting forever. Some, someday it's got to hang on a wall. Um. As with the the. The broadcast, like this week, uh, yeah. episode 8 got delayed a little bit. I, think it, I believe it was episode 8 that's being delayed till Tuesday? I think, yeah, I think the rest of the season's going to be, I remember at least this new episode, whatever, yeah, as of yeah, something getting pushed back a, a day yeah. or two. Is I, that a nice little break for you? No. No? I don't think that affects my schedule. Oh, okay. <laughs> release in Japan does not necessarily affect my release. No, in fact, it's just I think we now have two fewer days to get the scripts written. <laughs> Because yeah, we're locked into our uh, our uh, uh, you know our dub yeah, dub schedule. So oh well.
0: Speaking of actors and friends, um, when we interviewed uh, Talison, mm-hmm. um, he and I hit it off over our shirt. We were thinking him as Doug's boyfriend. <laughs> Michael lives a little disappointed. He was uh, head of Ooh, get in line. I yeah, know. Uh, he found out
2: he voiced the Flash, and it was over.
0: So we bonded over. I mean, we,
3: I mean don't don't get me started on I mean, that. Well, he I'm still lords that over me. The voice of Flash? The, yeah, oh yeah. He, oh yeah, he's like, oh, you know. So I talked
0: played. to him about, like, you know, it's usually Nolan North or, um, uh, what's his name? Um, You're not helping. Yeah. But uh, he and I bonded over uh, Flash, and I was wondering, other than anime, what other, like, pop, do you have any pop culture
3: obsessions? That's how Talis and I became such be- best friends, is uh, that we bonded over comics. Nice. And lost. <laughs> comics and Lost, because lot remember Lost when it was good, When it was on, <laughs> when it was good. Um, yeah, we uh, it was like he I think he's the one who actually sat me down and said, no, you actually have to watch this show. And it was like the summer right before season three, and we just marathon first two seasons of Lost. Uh, but like we, the, how we actually really bonded was over comics. And what you right now? <sighs> or I'm or so behind in my actual reading you right saw now. Came out a ago, just What's that? The new dog trade paper Bank. I, I'm 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 about I'm about a year and a half two years behind on Saga now and I yeah it's bad it's bad I've i really dropped off in my reading more so than I really ever thought I would. Um, what did you read religiously before you dropped off? M- most good Marvel stuff. Um, I cut the cord with DC when they after New Fifty Two um, after after they stopped telling stories about the characters that I invested thousands of dollars in. I <laughs> I was done. Um, and uh, but yeah saga for sure uh, I'd love anything Mike Mignola touches oh, um, yes. anything Hellboy Um anything Darwin Cook rest in peace had his fingers in uh, huge huge fan of that so yeah
0: um, new Frontier is beautiful
3: I, fin- I finally tell someone will be so proud of me I finally read the first uh, that was the last thing I read was the first volume of uh, Wicked and Divine so and which one? The Wicked and the Divine oh yeah okay Freaking great. I love, yeah, McKelvey and uh, Mm -hmm. Gillen, right? Mm -hmm. Great stuff, so. Um, Yeah, we were huge Marvel nerds is how we kind of became friends. In fact, he and I had a secret hidden wiki that that I started where he and I were casting the entire Marvel universe. It's basically just a thought experiment. It was like, if we could cast the entire Marvel universe with our friends, Texas actors, LA actors, New York actors, whatever, how would we do it awesome. and we had rules for it too is like you know there's thousands and thousands of characters so if you if anyone gets to double up they don't get to double up in the same world so if you're if you're an avengers villain you don't get to be an avenger you know if you're if you're an avenger you can maybe be you could maybe be an x-men villain you know i think you just but you can't gave- I know right? Oh, Cast God. the entire Marvel Universe. And we had this whole, whole wiki that we had like broken down like okay here's our list of people that we would want to be in it and here's uh, like here's some of their vocal types and here's all the characters and like here's as many of the characters we could possibly think of that would come up in a, in a significant way uh, and then just started throwing names at them and it's like you know um, God I'm trying to remember some of them um, I remember Taliesin wanted to be Nova, Richard Ryder. I and I and I'm and I'm. I always, always, always like will always want to be Hawkeye. Always, it is my number one dream role is playing Clint Barton, and always has been. uh, With a very close second being Hank Pym. So, like proper Hank Pym, not Scott. You know, need you to be the Ant Man. It was great, but it was not. What's that? It depends, because Doctor Doom is one of my other favorite characters. But really, that's only in Jonathan Hickman's hands. Um, anything Hickman wrote for Marvel, I think, was like s- some of my favorite stuff. I've been I, I, since he was doing Secret Warriors. I was calling him Marvel's Grant Morrison. You know, he's like he's like that out there with with the big ideas. Um, so yeah, he blows me away. I did read Multiversity. That was the last DC comic I actually paid money for, because Grant Morrison, big fan. So. Yeah. I love Morrison. I was uh, fortunate enough to interview him over the radio once. Uh, a good friend of mine has a comic book podcast radio show in Dallas called Fanboy Radio, you guys remember that? Mm-hmm. Scott Hines. Um, Scott called me up one day and said, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? I'm like, I'm working, it's a Wednesday. What do you think I'm doing? He's like, well, man, that sucks. Everyone else I talk to is working too, and I don't have a co-host, and I need, I need a co-host to interview Grant Morrison. Tomorrow. I'm like, I'm sorry, what time? Yeah. What time do you want me to be there? Great. I can I can take a long lunch. <laughs> not, I can take the afternoon. Not to listen to. Have you yeah, read yeah. His
2: book, Super Gods?
3: I haven't yet. I haven't yet. Um, and I saw, but although um, I went to the last Comic Con, I went to he had a panel on Super Gods and stuff, and I saw some saw him talk about it. And it was very cool. What's your muse? And by that I mean like what
1: gets the juices flowing? Maybe like, how you get over writer's block, or how you just get in the zone, oh. whether it's booze or other <laughs> things that you're. By, like, I, I, as, a, as a person who likes to write creatively a little bit too, yeah. I'm one of those people I listen to like a lot of music and then I see a scene in my head and I'm very visual but then I translate it in the text. What do you do?
3: As a, as a writer, I absorb as much dialogue as I can, you know, I love watching, I love watching movies with smart and or clever dialogue. That's why I'm really drawn to things like Tarantino, the Coen brothers, Kevin Smith, uh, because their dialogue is so vivid. Um, and th- so those are like the kinds of people I look up to, especially as, as both a director and a writer. It's like, this is, is taking fun, engaging dialogue that's not necessarily real, but you buy it because of it, the way it's presented. Um, that, that really inspires me for sure. Um, I do, I, 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 like, I like creating cocktails. I have an ex- insanely expansive home bar uh, and a really unhealthy collection of cocktail bitters. Uh, I've got well over 60 different kinds of bitters at home. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, those things you use a dash at a time, so it's not like I'm going through them very fast either. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I make my own bitters, make my own cocktails and infusions and stuff like that. Um, even just got published this summer. My first four cocktails, yeah, published. So uh, that's, that's like my big hobby, and, it, and, and that as a cre- another totally different creative pursuit that use entirely different part of my brain. Really, it's like, okay, now I can go back and do this fresh. Now I can go watch cartoons again. Do
2: you watch a lot of
3: cartoons still? Not the ones that I don't work on so much, no. It's really hard to. Um, it's hard to watch it and not be critical. Um, and it's hard to find the time. You know, that's really the most, the, the biggest part is, you know, like, I'm dying to get through Rick and Morty. I'm dying to get through some of BoJack Horseman, you know. And I'm dying to see any of, like, I've seen maybe two episodes of Adventure Time. You know, like, I, these are things that I need to educate myself on anyways because they're... You know, they are they are my contemporaries, they're in the zeitgeist alongside the work I'm putting out into the world. So I want to make sure I'm still relevant by watching relevant things. But yeah, finding the time is not always easy.
2: Well, no, drinking and watching cartoons is
3: pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're looking forward to wearing a cape and nothing else. <laughs> I'm just wearing <kidding. laughs> my TARDIS t-shirt. <laughs>
1: just, like, voice actor
3: word? It's, it's, like, that's, you know, that's it's the part of my brain that's been so fine-tuned over the past several years, you know, 15 years or whatever that I've been working in anime, that it's, you know, if if you're a chef, you're going to be extra critical of any food you eat. And anywhere, you, any restaurant you go to, you're going to be like, mm-hmm, you know. Uh, Stop giving me that, book, please doctor. When you're, you know, so the... And that you know, that's the same sort of idea. Is that this is you know, this, this is something I do, and yes, I and not I'm not always going to want it. I'm tearing it down like, oh my god, that sucks, and that sucks, and that sucks. But I want to listen for it. It's hard to not hear the you know the little diction errors and to hear the things, the timing issues that are that seem weird. You know, it's hard. It, you're your brain becomes hyper-tuned to those, to those things that are wrong, so you go, oh, my God, that jumps out at me. You know, you're even listening to the radio, and you hear a DJ who's such extra breathy and smacky and... <laughs> between each sentence, you're like, oh, God, just change the channel, because it's that sort of thing that I have to listen to for work. I'm like, oh, no, that's the kind of thing I don't allow in my show. <laughs> Why do you put that on the air? <laughs> so, yeah, it is hard, but, you know, there's, you know, obviously when... The time comes to actually sit down and just watch something for fun. I'm not trying to pick it apart. I'm watching, trying to trying to watch it for a diversion, I'm trying to watch it for its entertainment, you know, value.
1: And then, in kind of in that line, uh, we've heard a, a few uh, directors mm-hmm. that you really like uh, storytelling and such. As far as voice acting or acting, is there anyone that you kind of uh, uh, see through like the line?
3: Or uh yeah, actors and voice actors. Yes, um, have to mention Gene Wilder, of course. Yeah. One of honestly, one of my biggest like, can we just lock up like all the rest of my favorite people this year? Because we've only got like three months left to reform us. You know, can we just get through it and not have okay. anybody awesome die? Yeah, can we just can we lock up Michael Keaton and Jeff Bridges just in case? You know, <laughs> um, yeah, there you go, Bill. Murray. Yeah, uh, Michael Keaton, uh, Jeff Bridges, Gene Wilder have been like huge, huge influences on me for years. Um, as far as voice actors, Billy West. Um, obviously, Mel Blanc, he's the one who, you know, yep. gave us all jobs. Um, <laughs> you know, he created our career. And uh, people like Phil Amar, who's awesome. And, like, I've been fortunate enough to meet Billy West Phil Amar, and they're both amazing, amazing people and grace, incredibly gracious uh, folks. Um, and Frank Welker is my other enormous yeah. influence. I love doing creatures and animals and stuff. I've played... I think more creatures and animals and stuff than just about anybody else at Funimation in my time. Like I, we, they get shared out a bunch, but I, pl- I play a lot of dogs, and I've played, you know, <laughs> space anemones and giant, you know, Godzilla-looking creatures, and you name it. Just because it's the kind of thing that I really enjoy doing, and Frank Welker is like the master at that. He's the current Scooby Doo, and he's Nibbler, and he's just oh my God, the noises he can make. It just mind-boggling so he's, he's from colorado is he yeah. did yeah. not know that i think yeah. it's is it boulder Does anyone know? no uh, i don't remember but yeah,
0: I but, yeah he's yeah. from colorado yeah yeah he's amazing
3: uh and then back in anime um i'm as a director too hugely hugely enamored with the work of mary elizabeth mcglynn um you know she set the bar for all of us with cowboy bebop and it's the kind of thing i've been striving for ever since i've been a director is uh the, her approach to it to how anime works and how Voiceover works in in that world is just really really great. Also awesome awesome person. You know, uh, I was lucky enough to have dinner with uh, her and Steve Bloom when they were in Dallas a few months ago, and super cool. That was actually a lot of people there actually. But uh, <clears throat> Dan Slott, my hat got to have. Oh, Dan Slott. Yeah, Dan Slott, writer for Spider Man and many other super amazing Spider-Man. things. <laughs> super awesome guy. To call him the nicest guy in comics would probably make Paul Cornell mad because he's the <laughs> nicest guy in comics that I've met so far. But like, yeah, they'd have to they'd have to have a. A nice guy fight, a <laughs> uh, nice off, a nice off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two know, of the sweetest, the greatest guys. Yet. And, yeah. yeah, and yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry, Dan. I know I'm just I'm the comic. You know, you're the only comic book writer, and all the rest of these people here are voice actors and stuff. But I'm going to monopolize your time, and let's talk about Spider-Man and Great Lakes Avengers, please. <laughs> so. Do you have a project that you passed on that you regret? No, no. I, I mean, part of being at Funimation. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a full-time employee, so I get, I get what I get, you know, and, and I've been very, very fortunate in my career to get to work on tons of shows that I've actually requested to work on. I've gotten to work on, yeah, literally my holy grails of shows. Um, you know, Beck, after Beck, Mongolian Chop Squad, get to work with Talis and Jaffe, become best friends working on this show together and just having this this game of one-upmanship with each other. And uh, then, um, and, you know, and, and it was a show that was like, it was in the works and we we're trying to get the rights to for like two years before we finally start got to work on it. Uh, and we didn't think it was gonna work out. And uh, finally it happened, like, oh my God, we're gonna do this and, yeah uh, So it was like, you know, holy grail show. A few years later, Michiko and Hodgson uh, was like, the minute I saw the first trailer for that, I was like, oh my God, I have to do this. I need this show in my life. And um, the, li- the rights, like, got lost in limbo. There were, like, no one had U.S. rights for it. Uh, some, like, French company bought worldwide rights to the show for some reason and then didn't do anything with it before they went out of business. Uh, so finally, like, four or five years later, my boss calls me, he's like, hey, guess your show over again. I'm like, what? He's like, "Meet you going home. I'm like, no! <laughs> I was like, yeah, I get it, right? I get to work on it, right? He's like, yes. So that, that has been my... You know, absolute grail of a show that, uh, you know, um, finally after four years of never thinking I was ever going to get to work on it, ever, yeah, got, got to, got to do it. <laughs> One minute, oh, wrap it up, I'm, who, yeah, who wants the room? <laughs> can take us to the bar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Quick question, I'll be less wordy. No, one, no more? Alright.
0: Well I, restart, I you know. piggy bag.
3: Well, you can get one more. Uh, is there one that you took that you regret that if you No, no. I mean okay. that's the thing too. That's the hard thing too, is you get... there's shows you don't like as much, but it's like saying, you know, I don't like my third daughter as much. You know, that's oh. I don't have any children. I'm not this is <laughs> right. you know. But yeah, these are all my children. I can't, you know, I can't say I love one more than the other. I do love some more than the others though. But you have to find something you love, even in a show that's assigned to you that you didn't think you're gonna You know, enjoy working. Like I didn't think I was gonna like Heaven's Lost Property at all. I'm like, oh god, it's just gonna be a panty booby show. And then I watch, like, oh my god, this is an anime version of like Weird Science and Zapped. This is like anime teen 80s sex comedy, and I love it. (laughs) So yeah, you find something to love in 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 every show. Otherwise, the audience can tell. The audience can tell when you don't care, when you're half assing it. So yeah. Thank you. Thank you.
0: If you like this, check out some of our other shows like D20 Proof, Knapsack Comedy, and Mr. Right. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher.
1: Oh, yeah.